So, uh, so I, called, I called Charlie, and Charlie is a, a kind of more of a mutual friend of mine. He sits on an executive team of a really large multinational um, company headquartered here in town. And uh, you might know that um, while I'm super pumped to be a teaching pastor around here, I also spend uh, the majority of my time running a consulting business. And so I, this was a hot lead. Charlie had introduced me to the senior VP of HR, looked like I was going to have the opportunity to work, to work with their executive team, and then the trail went cold. And you don't want to be that guy, you know, like where you're pushing, and you're like, hey, check me out, all that stuff. So uh, I decided to, to call Charlie back. And, um, and I didn't want a triangle or anything, but I'm just like, Charlie, could you give me a little guidance uh, on this one? Because I'm getting a, you know, I didn't say it, but I was getting ghosted by the senior VP of HR. And, um, and so he offered some really helpful tips and guidance, and then the conversation began to turn. He said, hey, how's your family? Turns out he has three daughters, I have three daughters, and, and by the end of the call, and by the way, I caught him in Chicago where he was kind of stranded and stuck and juggling all these things. By the end of the call, he asked me, hey, give me one thing I can be praying for you or your family about. And it's just like, I knew he was a believer, but it's like, whoa, it's <laughs> really cool. So I offered him something um, on behalf of my daughters. Well, two or three weeks later, I run into Charlie at a charity event, and across the field, he shouts out to me, hey, Dan, how are you doing? I'm like, hey, Charlie, how are you? He goes, hey, by the way, I've, I've been on that thing we've talked about. And I'm like, awesome, that whole thing, like we got this, this deal back on the rails, and what's our next step? We're going to sign this contract, the whole thing. And then he says, yeah, that thing about your daughter's been praying every day. I'm like, oh, I mean, true confession is like, oh. <laughs> and it took me maybe 30 seconds or so to like, just go, whoop, like, oh, wait a minute. Here's this quote unquote, high powered executive traveling all around his own daughters, his own situation in life, who is willing to go before the throne of grace on my behalf every day. Isn't that amazing? I mean, there is no greater love than that. Would you agree? There's... There's no greater love than someone willing to go before the Father with you or with someone you love by name. In fact, I want you to go ahead and grab your Bibles or the West Side app, and let's just look at where Jesus says that. It's in John chapter 15, and he says this to his best friends. He says, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Now, I, I know when we read that, we kind of know how the story goes. Jesus literally and physically is going to lay his life down. And yet, how do you and I do that without actually dying? Like, what does it look like for you and for me to lay our life down? Well, that word life doesn't just mean like last breath kind of thing. It's like every part of you in totality. It's your heart. It's your mind. It's all of your psychological um, faculty. That word suke in the Greek is what that means. And honestly, I can't think of any better way to lay my life down than to actually contend for someone in prayer. There is no greater love. And I just want to ask you, who are you contending for right now? Who has God put on your heart that you're just going before the throne of grace and sharing their name with Jesus? Online community, I just want to ask you, wherever you are, thanks for joining us today, who are you contending for? 
Speedway Campus, South Sanctuary, here in the North Sanctuary. Who are you contending for? Well, actually, we have a sense. We've started this thing called the Text Prayer Wall. Really cool that you can actually, here's the, here's the phone number. You can put this in your phone, by the way. This is a way for all of us to join you in the areas, the people, and the things you're contending for. So go ahead, like, screenshot that or snap it and log that in your phone. Let us know, what are you contending for? Who? And what are the breakthroughs that are going on? And actually, I mean, we're just, like, we're being inundated. This is so cool. We're being inundated with prayer texts, with names, circumstances, situations, um, relationships. Here's actually a bit of a kind of mapping of in general, that as a West Side family, we are going after healing and grief and relationships and family and life change and school and business and all of these things. And behind all of that, our names, our lives, our stories, heartbreak, needs, things that keep you up at night, that get you up early in the morning, where you're contending. You're contending, and you know the names. They're on your heart. What keeps us from doing this? This is not easy. Is I mean, there, there's a, here's the prayer killer. Here's why I'm wanting and, and desiring to grow more and more in a contending kind of prayer. Because the prayer killer for me, and I wonder if it's true for you, is self-absorption. Just being so consumed with my own life, with my own needs, that to expend any other energy or time for someone else is really, really difficult. Why? Because if left to my own devices, all the arrows kind of tend to point back to me. Case in point, at the charity event, hey, Dan, I've been on that thing we talked about. Awesome. Like, uh, the fact that he went before the father on my daughter's behalf didn't seem quite as cool as the fact that I wanted him to go to the senior VP of HR on my behalf. It's convicting, but it's true. Self-absorption will get in the way every time of our and where God really wants to move through you and through me on other people and on circumstances in our neighborhoods and around the world. And it's challenging. So today, we're going to, we're going to stretch some muscles today. We're going to step out a little bit, maybe out of our comfort zone. We're going to, I know we've talked about prayer as simple, and it is. Last week we talked about we don't move without prayer even while we're on the move, this idea of while I'm on the go, we can do that. Today we're gonna talk about what does it look like to pray in battle, to really contend. And that'll be challenging. There's a guy named Mike Breen who put it this way, that over the course of centuries we've made Christianity complex but easy, when in reality following Jesus is actually quite simple and yet really hard. And to contend, well, that's laborious work. I want to just give you three things from the scriptures that will help us kind of go, well, what does it look like as I'm contending, when I'm contending? What does that mean? The first thing is actually contending is struggle. The apostle Paul, he, he writes about a friend of his in the book of Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. He talks about his friend Epaphras, coolest name. You know, we'll just call him Epap who is, Paul writes, one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus. He sends his greetings. He is always wrestling. 
And that word wrestling means with intensity, with intense effort. He's wrestling in prayer for you that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. There's this sense of like, I'm grappling, I'm in the battle here. It's a struggle, and it's going to take something from you and me. And are we willing to give it? Because the second point is contending is exhausting. It'll, it'll wipe you out. And this is why Paul, if you go a little bit to the right, to 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 5, he is asking for this, uh, the Thessalonians to pray for him. And wisely, he actually converts that request into a prayer to pray for them so that they will pray for him. Because we need prayer in our prayers. Here's what he writes. He says, after asking them for prayers for him and his team, may the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. I love that. Remember, there's no greater love. We can't manufacture this love. This has to be an overflow from the deep love of the Father into our hearts as we're praying for people. Do we want to just stay at it and be steadfast? Yes, but is it about obligation? Is it about just checking a box? No, actually, it's the love of Christ that compels us or compels us into this. And so that's what Paul's praying. It's like, I want you to be flooded with the love of Christ. And he says, and then Christ's perseverance because this is struggle, this is exhausting, and we're gonna need not our own perseverance, but actually Christ's perseverance in us and through us. Otherwise, I'm just telling you, I know for me, it's not gonna happen. If left to my own strength and devices, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna stay in the battle. That's why I need the supernatural intervention of Christ's perseverance on my behalf. This is struggle, this is exhausting, and contending is a contact sport. What the scriptures say all the time, and if you've done this kind of contending-like prayer, you know that we're not just trafficking in ideas nor in physical realities, but the intersection and sometimes what feels like the collision of the spiritual and the physical, of the natural and the supernatural. And like we said last week, that if we're trying to, to pray only with nat or, or do things only our natural abilities, when supernatural things are required, it's not going to go very well. And here's why. Because as we are contending, guess who else is contending? The enemy of God. It says in Ephesians 6, like, look, this is more than what you can see going on here. That the devil has his evil schemes. The devil is contending to thwart all of God's deep purposes and his beautiful heart and for the flourishing of you and me and all the world. The devil is against all of that. He is contending in the opposite direction. We're not freaked out about that. We know how the story ends. And yet, we know that this is a contact sport. And we see how Jesus modeled this. This is super cool. I want you to look in Luke chapter 22. Luke says to one of his very best friends, his name is Simon Peter, he says, Simon, Simon, Satan, here's, here, here's Satan and his evil scheming again, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. How cool is that, by the way? 
that Jesus is actually contending for his, for his dearest friend. And that is just amazing. I mean, could you imagine just being Simon Peter, just going, oh my gosh, by name, you have been praying for me. When have you been doing that? Like, what? That's incredible. Literally, you have been taking me before the Father. I'm telling you, there is no greater love than someone that's willing to lay down their life in that way and contend on their behalf. It is a struggle. It is exhausting. It is a contact sport. Are you up for it? Do you want to join the fa- our Father in heaven and his Holy Spirit and the very Son of God in that kind of space on someone else's behalf? I'm telling you, there is no greater love than that. So who are you contending for? Can't contend for everyone, but God puts specific people on your heart. So let me just give you three prayer hacks There's three things that we can do. Again, this is weighty stuff, but it doesn't have to be complex. So number one, just pray for that person by name out loud. There is something so beautiful when we just take someone's first name or even initial and just put it before our Father in heaven. Number two, Create your own, like, rally cry. There's no time. This is like foxhole praying, right? No time for soliloquies or monologues or flowery speech. This is just like, just in three or four words. Last night, I'm going to be with some friends who are in marital crisis, and my little rally cry was just, break in, oh God, break in. It's actually your power, your power, your power. Like, do something here, God. And he did. What's your rally cry? Have your way. I mean, just something in three or four words. That's your rally cry. Pray for them out loud by name. Have a little rally cry because in my experience, it's like I don't have time to think about anything else. I just need something that's locked in my brain because oftentimes it's like every 20 seconds I'm having just to go before the Lord. And sometimes it's every two days. Now, here's the third one. I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about this. My daughter showed me this prayer hack Phone hack. So take out your phones um, if you're an iPhone user. Um, if you're Samsung or Galaxy, I can't, I can't help you. But, I, <laughs> but I'd like to introduce you to Jesus. Um, we'll do that. <laughs> totally joking. Okay, so did you know if you go to your text thread, you can actually pin a text thread so it goes to the top and it stays there, right? Now, I use this in a couple of different ways. I use this when I need to reply to clients, and I don't want to forget, but I've already marked it as unread. Why can you not put a message that's been unread and mark it as unread again? I don't know. Anyways, um, but if I just, like I have somebody here, and I just hold down the text thread, and it gives me the option to pin, and, oh, that's told me I've got too many up at the top. So you can only have nine. Right, so here's what you can do when you're like, oh, I don't like this person, then you unpin them, see? <laughs> and then you go back and you hold it down, you hit pin, and why do I do this? Because I look at my phone way too much. I'm addicted to my phone, so I might as well leverage my addiction for Jesus. <laughs> they actually say you look about 150 times at your phone a day. I think we're all lying. I think it's more than that. So why not leverage it? Go where the energy already is, and honestly, it's been helping me. I pull up my phone, I go to text whatever I'm doing, but then I see a face or a name, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna pray for them out loud, I'm gonna pray for them by name, I'm gonna pray for them with a quick rally cry, and I'm gonna move on. Can you do that? Yeah, is that helpful? Little prayer hack, little phone hack for you? Well, I hope so, because it's all I got. 
It's, uh, this, honestly, this is an area of growth for me, uh, working through that self-absorption kind of thing. So here's what, um, what I have done, is I've reached out to the prayer partners in our community. And uh, being kind of new to the Westside family, it has just been so cool to learn about the different pockets and streams of prayer that have been happening for decades now. So if you wanna go, wow, this is an awesome place and there's so much happening, there's so much growth. Is it the building? Is it the, the haze and the light? No, yes and no. But what you need to know is that there have been people who have been contending for us as a people. And I want you to meet just three of them. And we're gonna just learn a little bit from them. So would you welcome out uh, Leslie Shavron and Gwen Kennedy and Tom Landon. Let's just uh, give them a round of applause. Well, part of this, y'all, um, is um, we want to just say thank you. And we know you're not looking for yes. We can do that again. I mean, we, there's yes. Um, I asked, Gwen, I asked you just, like, catch me up on the prayer history around here. And y'all, I mean, there's, there's like three pages of ways that you've been praying and seeing God move. And uh, I just want to read just a couple, like countless marriages in crisis, now walking strong, runaway teens, prayed for and f found them quickly, drug addiction and homelessness to full recovery, um, teens struggling with suicidal ideation, praying for COVID patients in parking lots and seeing them come to full recovery, standing in the gap for those um, in sex trafficking. A baby born at 22 weeks was not supposed to live. I mean, on and on it goes. And... Um, we're different people as a result of your quiet, invisible, and faithful contending. And so we simply, we wanna say thank you. I, I want, they, here's what they want me to tell you is that they're not like prayer experts or gurus. They just have a heart to talk with God. And that's what you guys do, but we'd like to know a little bit about that. So Leslie, I know for you, like knowing who you are in prayer is really important. Can you share more? Uh, yes, thank you so much, Dan, for having us here. We are honored and humbled. I find that so much of the battle is uh, between lies and truth. And the enemy will whisper and hiss in my ear and in my heart that I'm alone, I'm abandoned. Who am I? It's all that shaming and discouragement stuff. Who am I to go to the throne room and, and pray for myself or anybody else? And so I got to put on my belt of truth for my core, which I love the battle imagery, Dan, because anyway, I, I just love it. All of it. it. It inspires me. And so the belt of truth is when I will stop and go, okay, Jesus is the only one who gets to say who I am. He is the only one who says we are daughters and, and, and sons of the king. We are not orphans behind the gate. We are in the family. He names us, and he also names us mighty warriors, like he did with Gideon, who was very cowardly, and I'm a whole lot like Gideon. And the Lord God of hosts went to Gideon and said, the Lord God is with you, mighty warrior. And Gideon says, are you talking to me? Yes, he's talking to me. He's talking to us. There is a great battle on. Jesus invites us into that. I, he doesn't have to. He invites us into that. And the really cool thing is we have mighty warriors, and when I'm stick figure girl in my 
prayer journal and my sword of the spirit is on the floor, I can text Gwen Kennedy and I can say, the shame monster's after me, or however I would say it, and she will pray for me and she'll follow up. And I can go to First Wednesday prayer and faithful Tom is there and I'll say, this is the battlefield I'm on. This is who we're praying for. Mm. And we join in. So we remind each other of who we are in, in that moment. And I think that's so important, Leslie, because our natural tendency is here you guys are, you're on stage, you're under lights, we can't be like you. And, and I think we project a sense of um, th- th- you don't know about me, you don't know what I did last night. And, I, and are you saying that actually in Christ, um, all of us have the same access as sons and daughters, whether you've never prayed before or otherwise? Well, Tom, for you... Um, one of the kind of admissions you share is sometimes I, I just I feel stuck in prayer. I just don't even know what to say. What do you do in those moments? Well, uh, first I want to say these are the two real prayer warriors. Believe me. Um, sometimes you get prayed out. Sometimes you don't know, you know how to pray. Um, Romans 8.27 says that the Spirit Praise for God's people according to the will of God. You can always count on that. You can always pray, pray scripture and his promises back to him. And um, God always knows. The spirit knows God's heart. And he knows our hearts. And he knows every detail of every situation and the timing that's involved in that. So lean on the spirit. Lean on the word of God. And uh, it also doesn't hurt to pray with somebody else, too. My wife's my prayer partner. And um, sometimes I may not know exactly what to say. She just uh, blurts it right out. So, (laughs) no, really, it works good. That's great. So for you, Gwen, one of the conversations we've been having, and by the way, online community, uh, you'll have uh, at least two out of the three of our uh, prayer partners with you doing some Q&A, and we've been doing that throughout this whole series, so I've been loving our conversation. And uh, one of the things that's on your mind and heart so much is that we're not just the ones speaking in prayer. Prayer is conversation, and that God's speaking, and we're to listen. Tell us more about that. I have that, um, that question many, many times as people say, how do you hear from God? And it's not like this, you know, thing. It, it, in our coming and going, if we just stop and listen, like I stop and listen, like I'll stand in front of, uh, I've got a plant that's a bleeding heart, and I actually have it inside so it'll last throughout the year, and I'll count how many blooms are on it. And I ask the Lord, uh, according to how many blooms, how, how many people can I pray for? And he just starts downloading different people's names or their faces or he'll bring a song to mind to pray through, um, praying for youth. Like we take any time that there's any youth camp, we pray by name every single student that's going to that youth camp and every single leader. Um, our prayer team that meets, we pray for every single staff person and their families throughout the year because so they can do what they, they can do. I'll stand in the back of the room and I'll ask God um, on Sundays, I'll stand in the hallway and I'll say, what can I pray for these people? And he will start to download. And sometimes it'll come in a different way. It'll come in a, in a song or just a phrase. And I don't know what to pray. And I'll look up in the back of my concordance. And I'll look up the word that he's giving me of fear or whatever it may be. And I'll just start praying those scriptures. And he will, 
if you start seeking him in this way, he will download so many things and it, you just have this beautiful intimacy that happens with the Lord. Mm, that's awesome. We're going to do some contending and Tom, I'd like to ask you just to kind of offer a final word for us about what contending looks like for you right now. Well, we, my wife and I, we can, you know, contend for a lot of prayer requests that we get and um, all the different situations. Right now, we're standing in the gap for our nation and we're praying for revival, starting with the youth and even a worldwide revival. We believe that's going to happen. And I just want to say, may the Holy Spirit come upon everyone here and especially you youth and may you go forth in the name of Jesus and may you see miracles Amen Answers Amen. to prayer mm. So we want to practice contending together and let me say from the um, forefront we might push you a little bit out of your comfort zone and uh, in appropriate measures, that's a really good thing because things kind of break up in our spirit a little bit. So we're going to contend together all at once, all out loud, if you're so inclined, if you're ready to go for it, right? And I'm going to ask you to, if we put this prayer cluster back up, um, whether you've put a prayer text uh, out there or not, who are, you, or who are you contending for? What's that person's name? What's that person's name? Do you have that person? Do you have the person? Okay, if it feels really, really private or sacred to you, you can just, you can think of their, uh, you know, uh, abbreviate their name or whatever, okay? And um, here's, what, here's what we're gonna do. In a moment, we're gonna stand. We're gonna pray for that person out loud. Yes, you can whisper, but you can also say it loudly, all at once, all together. And we're going to model what actually our brothers and sisters do all around the world all the time. The rest of the world prays so much like, in my opinion, cooler than we pray. How do we pray? We all sit in a circle and one person goes and we listen, another person goes and they go way too long, we get mad at them, right? And then we go all the way around and a, another person goes a second time, you're like, party foul, cannot do that, right? You know, and I got to go to the bathroom, all that stuff. So around the world, here's how they do it. They just all go for it at once. It's way more efficient, by the way. I'm just telling you. And it's just beautiful. It's like a taste of heaven. In fact, our global impact team, um, they encountered that when they were in India a couple of years ago. They caught it on camera. I just want you to get a sense of what that looks like. All right, isn't that beautiful? All right, you guys up for that? You ready to step a little bit out of your comfort zone? We did this as an A2 community a, a couple of years ago, and it is just, there is something powerful about us all going for it together. We're gonna go for one minute. Are you guys up for it? Uh-huh, no, no, seriously, you ready to go? Online community, Speedway? All right, everybody, if you're able, on your feet. And by the way, here's the last thing. Out loud, right, by name, 
and in your most natural tongue, okay? In your native tongue. If that's Swahili, go Swahili. If that's Spanish, go Spanish. If that's signing, go signing. If that's Arkansas, <laughs> I don't know. Bring it. All right. You ready to bring it? We're going to for, go for a minute. And when I say let's go, let's go for it. Ready? Let's go. So, Father, we just say this moment as our prayers just waft and weave up to you in this space. We love that you love us. We love that you hear us. And we love that somehow in the mysterious, sovereign ways of you, God, you move in and through us and with us and ahead of us in these prayers. You know our beating hearts, God, and you beat right with us. And we love you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Way to go, you all. Way to go. How was that? Was that okay? There's something powerful about just the whole body together responding. Well, in a moment, we want to um, say thank you to you all, but we don't want to let you go just yet. Because one more thing on our hearts and prayer is to pray for our contenders, to contend for you all and the many behind you that aren't on stage, but that you are in partnership with all the time. So we've asked one of the bandmates, Hannah Kim, to come out. Uh, She brings her gifts behind the keyboard so often, but we've asked Hannah, would you just contend for our contenders? Okay, would you please join me in prayer? You can lift up your hands to heaven, Father, if you like to. I'll be praying out of Ephesians 3, 9, 3, 16. Out of his glorious riches, that he may strengthen your inner man through the power of the Holy Spirit, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints the, what is the width and length, depth and height to know the love of Christ which surpasses all knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Here we are, Father. We come before you to the throne of grace. We just want to lift up Gwen, Leslie, and Tom, and all prayer warriors in our community. We just want to come before you and honor them and bless them and love them. Father, we just want to acknowledge you before your presence their faithfulness in God-given assignments. As they sitting at your feet, Jesus, they're contending and fighting behalf of the fellow brothers and sisters in needs and suffering. Holy Spirit, would you release, I pray that you will release the supernatural power, power of the Holy Spirit, that you will strengthen their inner man Fill their mind and emotion and wills with your light and power and endurance. Unite their hearts to your heart and your word. That Jesus, they will be abide in you, abide in your love, and abide in your word. That out of this intimate relationship with Jesus, they will speak like you, and they will think like you, and they will pray like you, and they will love like you love. As they put on the full armor of God every morning and fight their battles on their knees, Father, I ask that you will release the divine protection and peace and joy over them. Father, 
Keep them as an apple of your eye and hide them in the shadow of your wings. We just want to say we love you and we worship you and you are worthy to receive our glory and honor. I pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.